some fancy leather you got on there. Leather? Nah, this is a reinforced tripolymer. Forget it. It has now been 311 days since lightning struck. We need to kick it up a notch. While his desire to help others is commendable. I give you a head start. You can be a bit of a show off. Arrow podcast. Uh, every single week, Glenn and myself talk about The Flash and Arrow, uh, the two DC shows on the CW network. Uh, finally, The Flash is back. It took a took a mini vacation, which means double the episode time. Glenn, I hope you've uh, gotten plenty of, of sleep and uh, or drank enough coffee or surge or jolt or whatever high caffeinated uh, beverage of your choice, because. The uh, look, I've got uh, I've got some complaints with this episode of Arrow uh, <laughs> that happened here. Just, I mean, it was an okay episode, but I'm, boy, I've got some complaints with this episode. Uh, but I guess we're not talking about that first. Let's let's talk about the Flash, right? Season one, episode five, Plastique, um, or Plasticue, depending on how you prefer to pronounce uh, that word. Uh, I think they're talking about the explosive here, though, Glenn. I think that would fit in better with the overall theme of this episode. Um, so we start out with um, uh, we we get a we get a shot of a of a lady. We're uh, in a building somewhere in Central City, right? And she uh, has a it's like a backpack or something like that. Um, and she is is she running away from somebody or something like that, right? I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I'll see it away. Yeah, and uh, she tosses her backpack down on the floor, and it starts glowing like a purpley glow. And then there is a very large kaboom. Um, we then find out uh, that uh, this is yet another metahuman. This time, uh, it's um, the in the comics. I'm sure this episode is titled Plastique because I think they're talking about the character. Um, I think that is her, the 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 villain name in the comics yes. is actually Plastique. Yes. Um, her, her name is, uh, uh, escapes me, but her, the name they gave her in the show escapes me. I think they may have just used her actual name, but it escapes me. Um, but she is, um, ironically enough, a millet, she's like an explosion person, worked in the military, worked on like IEDs and, uh, and, and things like that. Um, just like Captain Cold was the captain of a refrigerator <laughs> Repair unit, right? I don't think that's what his real thing was. But in a lot of these cases, it does turn out that their superpowers tend to mirror the things that they actually do in real life, which is always strange to me. Um, but she was, of course, changed by the particle accelerator like uh, like so many others. Um, and she is being hunted down by General Ealing, who is... Uh, was, was that her commanding officer, or is he just the uh, the military guy sent to hunt her down? Yeah, he was her, uh, I mean, she 
she uh you know worked for him okay um he and he's played by the guy whose name I should remember because uh he's almost always a person of authority and usually a police officer and especially a police officer uh, when he was in the Shawshank Redemption but man <laughs> can I not remember this guy's name his name is Clancy Brown Clancy Brown there we go um and he uh, yeah I mean he's very he's a great character actor but he's almost always playing one of these types like he's a um you know, he's either a military guy or he's a police officer or a detective or something along those lines. Um, uh, so when Barry goes looking for her, he finds out that she's kind of not really a bad person, per se. Um, although, uh, in, Barry try, in, uh, in Barry's attempt to try to stop her, she, she does put her hands on, his, uh, on his, uh, his costume, his uniform, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, and he is just fast enough to get out of it before it explodes. And uh, Barry is left on the street in his boxer briefs. And uh, fortunately, though, there are multiple, uh, I guess, multiple uniforms. I guess that always comes in handy. I guess you do need to expect that uh, from time to time. You always have to have more than one, right, Glenn? It's important. Uh, let me see here. Let's. What else happened in this episode? Good God, it's just it's such a fog to me. What happened in this episode? It feels like the only things that happened in this episode was uh, they. Um, he brought her back. Betty. Betty was her name, right? Help me out here. <laughs> I'm, you, no, you can't let me hang here, Glenn. Just come on, speak up. Uh, <laughs> I, I know this I is your thing. Let's, let's. Her name escapes me. Uh, I, I think it, it's Betty. Hold on. But yeah, Bet uh, Sansusi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bet oh, Sansusi. Okay, so they... Um, from what I gather, this, this is basically all I remember of this episode. Um, he, he, <laughs> they find her, they take her to Star Labs uh, to try to keep her safe. Um, I think, like, they reveal, like, there's a history between Harrison Wells and... And uh, and uh, General Ealing at some point they had some bad blood and didn't like each other. Um, and uh, there's um, and then there's um, some moment where Harrison tells her to go uh, kill Doctor Wells because she can't she can't you know Barry wants her to be a part of the team but she can't be part she's like rogue right she can't touch anybody without hurting them or in her case yeah, making killing them, them blow up yeah. yeah making them blow up in her case. Um, so I she's think it's much worse than drainage. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, she's kind of just like, what? What else do I? What else do I got? What? What? You know, I can't help you. What? What else can I do? And uh, Harrison's basically like, you know, you could kill that general guy who's trying to hunt you down. And she says, good idea. And uh, she goes to do that. Barry finds out that's what's going on. He tries to stop her from doing it. Um. Ealing ends up killing her, and apparently when you kill somebody who's got a superpower, their superpower just intensifies a million times. We haven't seen this happen, but I guess because she's a bomb on the inside, if you kill her, she just self-destructs. Like, I don't know what the, um, the, the, the specific reasoning behind all of that is, but... That's what's going to happen. So Barry has to pick her up and uh, because she just touches the tiniest things and it makes very large explosions. So if her whole body were to explode, it would be massive. So Barry has to run her out literally into like the ocean and drop her off 
into the water and then turn around and head back as fast as he can to try to outrun the shockwave. There is a gargantuan explosion, like nuclear bomb level explosion, and uh, and Barry just barely makes it back uh, in time, right? So uh, then, of course, we get our Dr. Harrison Wells flashback where he reveals something evil about him and they show... Uh, Wells and Ealing working together, and he's like, "Oh, you're too evil even for me, Ealing. You should leave and never come back." Um, so they put an end to their experiments, and um, and then at the end, uh, Wells walks up to a cage and reveals that apparently uh, Grodd exists in this universe. You didn't know that? I mean, they show the cage in the in the first episode. I didn't even pay. I didn't notice. People are telling really? me that now. Yeah, I did not notice it. Until now, and uh, are you see like it's the, it's super it's a broken cage that says Grodd on it. I didn't. I did completely. <laughs> I did not pay any attention to that whatsoever. I was like when the, when on the first episode, I was just trying to focus in. Like I was not looking for Easter eggs or anything like that. Um, so yeah, they've got a uh, King Kong uh, is is in the uh, is is running around somewhere um, in the. Uh, I mean. Uh, Grodd, he's like, uh, ba- basically, he's like uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. He's like super smart, uh, uh, except I think he's got like ESP or something, right? Or he can, yeah, he's like got telekinesis or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the most ridiculous. But, but he comes, he comes, from, <laughs> he comes from a a group of super apes. He's not like necessarily made in a lab. So, um, I I just. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know this show is. That's how you know this show is going to be silly. There's going to be. A... It's going to. I mean, I when I saw that the cage, I was like, really, Gorilla Grodd, they're going there. Like, okay, yeah. that's pretty ballsy. But... but I mean, but I mean, even okay, but even in the first episode, you could have made the assumption that oh, oh, like a little nod, like the Tribble in the cage in Star Trek, like oh, there's like a little nod, uh, a goofy character. But no, here it was very clear that Gorilla Grodd was in this cage. Um, so they, they have somewhere in somewhere, somehow there's a, like a telepathic gorilla running around and no one has noticed him yet. Uh, maybe that's going to show up. I presumably they wouldn't tease do this tease unless it was going to happen. So, um, what, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you think of this choice, man? Of gor- Gorilla Grodd? I mean, it's, yeah. I want to see it. Like I, I love, I love Gorilla Grodd. He's so weird. Like right, the fact right. that they made him up is just so goofy. Um, which, which you know, we can forgive them. You know, we can forgive another company for making a raccoon that talks and was experimented oh, yeah, on yeah, by yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go, yeah, too far <laughs> off the chain and be like, this is so stupid. But, and meanwhile, but, I'll be like, Rocket Raccoon, so awesome, right? Um, uh, but no, I mean, it's just, it, it's completely absurd. But it, it's. I mean, it's just funny because there's Gorilla Grodd and then there's Humanoid, which Humanoid is an ape that was experimented on. That's why I don't... When I saw that it was Grodd, to me it was more strange because, uh, you know, Grodd already exists. He doesn't, like, you know, Humanoid is tested on and made to be smart like this, not, right. not Gorilla Grodd. To me, I, that was a strange choice. I don't know why they wouldn't do Humanoid because that, I mean, that's what he is, basically, is a smart monkey. To play, uh, to play devil's advocate... Um... <laughs> To play devil's advocate, Rocket <laughs> technically doesn't know he's a raccoon, and he's a space raccoon that was genetically created to be alive. Um, whereas, isn't Grodd? Grodd's 
I mean, you mentioned it. Like, doesn't he come from just like a race? Yeah, he comes from a race of super apes. But that's what I'm saying, though. We're saying it's okay that a raccoon was experimented on by aliens. So wait a second. To a self-aware entity. We are now, and he's not from a a super intelligent race of apes that comes from like, (laughs) uh, like. Uh, Gorillion Nine or something from another no, planet. The, 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 Some somewhere in the same <laughs> world where Oliver Queen lives is uh, is some sort of city full of smart apes. Yeah, it's camouflaged. Um, so where humans. Can't this is see. awesome. It's I mean, look if you want to know the history of it, go on Netflix and watch Justice League. I don't know if it's unlimited or in the in the first two seasons, but they go to Gorilla Grodd's home of really smart apes, and it's cloaked by invisibility, and it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, I knew about I knew about. <laughs> Grodd being, I knew like the basics of him being like a smart ape and stuff because I, uh, but I had no idea that it was like, oh, he comes from like, a, there's like a whole planet of the apes culture that like there's a is out there. There's a of really smart apes somewhere in Africa with predator type cloaking over and their just ship. And just knowing this exists in the same universe <laughs> as like Arrow, like I wanted to give this show a three and a half, but now I'm leaning towards four just because they're going there. <laughs> I mean, the, this show is just like the to—they are just going all out for like the really goofy. I mean, I can't wait for them to have Captain Boomerang. I yeah, mean, now, now I can now I can see why they're just uh, going uh, for the cheese in this episode. Yeah, I, I mean, now now I can see why the uh, the Snyderverse is not like. They're like, <laughs> well, let's well let's see what you're doing for let's see what you're doing for the Flash, and they're like, you're gonna do Grodd. Well, we can't we can't put that in the movie theaters. Like that that doesn't that shit that shit doesn't sell. And then after they made their decision, they saw Guardians of the Galaxy take off, and they're like, "Oh shit, uh, maybe we should rethink that." But now it's a little too late. Um, you know, but you never know, man. Maybe if some of these DC movies flop, they might uh, they might change their tone, and you know, maybe in 2018 we're going to get a Gorilla Grodd movie <laughs> solo flick. I can only hope for it. I mean, I just. I want I want all the bad ones. We can get that Calendar Man, Polka Dot. I mean, oh, I just, Calendar Man. <laughs> I, I just want I want the the best of the best when it comes to the cheese. So I am gonna, I am going to stick with my guns though, um, and just give this a three and a half. It was <laughs> it it was it was fine. Like uh, the, um, you know, like, like I did enjoy the 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 pla- plastiques or, or Betty's. Uh, like tiny kind of character arc a little bit that she had in the episode and she, was, <laughs> she blew the fuck up. Oh yeah. And she blew up and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was also, but it was, you know, and again, it's nice to have like, not a straight up villain. Like uh, yeah. Ealing was the villain or Eiling or whatever his name is. He was the, he was the villain here. So, uh, you know, th- th- that's totally fine. Oh, and the, um, the uh, you know, and and there was a little sub story, right, with Barry and and Iris, where Barry she sees Barry, um, but because he, I I do like that trick that he does, right, where he yeah his face he vibrates bl- his face, yeah, so his his face is blurred, so she can't really tell because you can kind of tell if he's just standing there, it does kind of pretty much just look like Barry Allen is is most of his face is not really that covered, um. But yeah, so he does that, and he kind of vibrates his his uh, vocal cords too, so his voice he can Which modulate his voice a little cool. bit. 
Yeah, also very cool. And the scene he has with Joe West where he shows them this stuff is also awesome. Like the way Joe West reacts to all of that felt so like great and natural. Um, He's the best person in the show. He's like, so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like like he just he's walking off camera and then he just howls with laughter again at like just the ridiculousness of the world he's now living in. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was oh he's so good. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I I'm giving it a solid three and a half because it was it was entertaining. But boy, am I tempted just knowing that they're gonna if they go full Gorilla Grodd and full Super Ape Society. <laughs> Like at some point, if we see this, like if there's a, uh, well, like there's there's a team that Gorilla Grodd is just he's the bad apple. So oh sure 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 like they're I'm not looking for him. They're I'm peacekeeping not, apes. But you know there's gonna be yeah there's gonna be uh I'm 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 just looking for like the uh, there's a Flash and Arrow team up or you know they're they're pitting it as a Flash versus Arrow episode in a few weeks. Um, but I'm hoping it's just them. They have to go to Africa and like hunt down Gorilla Grodd. That's what I'm just hoping for. I have to team up. I'm just I'm so excited that 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 uh, at least a possibility now. Uh, what do you what do you, uh, to say, what do you got to say about this episode? And and where would you put it on the uh, the geeky glasses rating system? Okay, I, I I'll, I'll give it a three, and I would give it much lower uh, if it wasn't for the enjoyment I'm having with this conversation about Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> um, but look that i do not uh, i understand why they did it i don't understand how in their conversation that came to the conclusion that barry allen and iris can't be friends or see each other anymore because the string and the exchange of dialogue was so awful mm-hmm that they just jump to, oh, well, I just, I can't see you anymore. Well, yeah. why? You never really gave a reason. You were just like, I don't want you to, I mean, all he had to say was, hey, this guy could be dangerous. I don't want you to get caught up in this. Maybe he isn't, you know, he could go Jonah Jameson and be like, well, maybe he's the one who started the fire that he's saving all these people from. Right. Uh, you know, just doing something, but it was just like, you know, I understand you're, you know, even like, you know, she's like, oh, I did this because you, know, you believe in it. And he's just like, well, uh, I don't believe anymore. So you shouldn't either. Like, the, oh, I still believe Barry. Well, then I can't hang out with you anymore because you're stupid. And like, oh, I mean, oh, okay. Like, it was just the dumbest. I mean, it was so, so stupid. Right. Like, I know why they did it, but just how it happened was the dumbest thing. I mean, it was. So stupid. Mm -hmm. So, so, so (laughs) stupid. So a three. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, look, honest to God, I'd give it like a two and a half. But I have to remember that it was not as bad as Corto Maltese. Yeah. Because I hated that fucking episode. Speaking of which, let's talk about Arrow Season 3, Episode 6, Guilty. I've been having dreams. The dreams, they didn't feel like dreams, Felicity. They felt like memories. In those dreams, I killed Sarah. Suppressed memories often resurface in dreams. Whoever did this was trying to send the message. I want to avenge my sister's death.
as usual, we talk about the flashbacks first. <laughs> and let's get that out of the way. In the flashbacks, Oliver learns how to meditate. On to the main story. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. What else is there? Did anything else happen in that well, episode? Well, we learned that the... Well, we've already known this, but we learned that, you know, the wife of Warrior really fucking hates Oliver Queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. She hates for Oliver. Being, for being quarantined and sent and, like, have to be detained there against his own free will. Uh, I love that she just <laughs> hates him for being a prisoner in his own, in their home that he doesn't want to be in. I mean, the flashbacks served the... So- like, we've talked about, like, is there a reason for these flashbacks this season? And we're like, look, they've already done a few episodes where the flashbacks weren't even about Oliver. How important can these really be? We thought maybe they would tie into uh, to Argus, right? Oh, they they tied into this episode and Amanda Waller, but they uh, this episode solely served the purpose to show you how Oliver knows how to do the meditation thing he does at the end of the episode, which they didn't even really need to explain. He kind of seemed like a guy who would now meditate. So they didn't even really need to explain it, but they're like, well, we got to do our flashbacks this week. What do we do? Oh, fuck. We haven't done meditation yet, have we? Yeah, he probably should learn how to do that. Yeah. Okay. So in the real world, uh, <laughs> um, murders are happening uh, of gang members all throughout Starling City. Um, and one of them, one of the bodies, shows up in the, in the gym of Ted Grant, uh, the Wildcat gym. And, of course, we talked about how in the comics he was Wildcat. Um so uh, Oliver starts following him around, and uh, when he f- when he finds Ted again, he shows up, and uh, there is another body, and uh, they are hung upside down like a punching bag, and uh, it seems like all the hallmarks of of Ted Grant. He used to be this boxer. He was a lefty. Um, all this damage seemed to come from a left hander, things like that. Um, and uh, where he finds him is kind of like uh, Ted's, I guess, the 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 cat, the litter box. Like, the, like the, I wanted to call it the Bat Cave, but he's Wildcat. And I don't know where cats hang out, so I'm going with Litter Box. That's the name of his secret hideout. And, uh, but... Yeah, scratching post. The scratching post. So Ted Grant reveals to Oliver that he used to be a vigilante known as Wildcat before... Um, Oliver was ever, you know, he's basically like, why did I have, he's like, why have, why haven't I heard of this? Like, I, you'd think some, somebody would have said something. And he, he was like, look, man, I'm, I was more careful than you. He, he just, he stuck to the, uh, he stuck to the ghetto essentially of, of Starling city. Right. He didn't, uh, venture out into these more high profile targets. He was basically just trying to keep the bad parts of Starling city clean. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he uh, uh, but he does say that Ol- and Oliver was like, well, well, look, man, I know you're saying this, but uh, there was a there was a guy you did beat to death. Right. Like six years ago. Uh, and Ted Grant's like, yeah, that was that was a mistake. And he's like, that's when I hung up the 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 cape and cowl. Essentially, I don't think he wore a cape, but um, your cape. Yeah, he, he's basically like that's when I that's when I hung up the boots essentially, or the gloves as it were in this case. Yes, gloves. Um, be- <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they, uh, uh, they there's some he's so he's following Ted around more. They find the person who has eventually done the deed, but he's masked and uh, he knows Ted, and Ted knows who he is. Um, Oliver was uh, unaware that he's so well. 
attached to the person who is committing these murders. Uh, what we reveal, though, is that it's essentially his Roy, right? It was Wildcat's sidekick uh, that he was he was training. And what we really learned was that his sidekick is the one who killed the person, I think. And that's when uh, Wildcat hung up the gloves and kind of left his sidekick sort of just uh, strung along, right? I uh, told him to leave and never come back. Yeah, basically. And, uh, and he's sort of been mad at him ever since, uh, essentially, for kind of just giving up on him uh, after that. Which, of course, does tie in to the stuff with Oliver and Roy, uh, of course. Because Roy, um, in a, in a I, I guess in a fit of, of uh, I guess, depression or being upset, because he, he can't sleep, he... He, I think he convenes first with Felicity, right? That he thinks he killed uh, Sarah because uh, he's like it. It happened. It's happening in dreams, but they feel like memories. And he thinks that it. You know, he even though they think all the miracu the the miracu the miracuru is out of his system. Um, she and she tests him again, and there's nothing there. But she thinks that if there was any residuals. At the time of when Sarah was killed, it's possible that it could have burned itself up in that moment, um, and that's why he doesn't remember anything. And all of the evidence uh, from her examination of Sarah seems to suggest that it is highly plausible that what uh, Roy is saying is true, um, because she said the the way the arrows hit her it was it wasn't as if somebody who was tall or of average height, shot her with arrows from a bow, it was almost as if somebody had thrown them. And she said, if you had uh, Mirakuru strength, um, she's like, it all seems to, to, to fit together. Um, uh, at the end of the day, they, uh, you know, they bust Ted's uh, uh, um, sidekick with, with a little bit of help from Laurel as well, who is continue, uh, continuing her training. Although um, they've they've introduced an interesting dynamic here, that she didn't know that Ted Grant was a um, a vigilante, and Ted doesn't know that Laurel essentially wants to become the thing uh, he gave up uh, and doesn't want to do anymore. And if he, and maybe if he did know she wanted to do that, he wouldn't train her. Um, so. Uh, every Roy eventually comes clean to everybody, right? And she, he's like, I think I, and I thought this was leading to such an interesting dynamic where he's like, I think I killed her. Um, and Felicity said all the tests and stuff, or it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it seems pretty obvious. And, uh, Laurel was at this really weird crossroad, right? Of like, well, I like Roy. Roy's my friend, but you're saying he killed my sister. And because of the Mirakuru thing, like it's somehow not his fault. Like I can't be, I can't be pissed. You know, it's such an interesting crossroads to to take it. But then Oliver busts out his fucking meditation candle and uh, turns out he was just ellipsing over some other memory, right, of him killing a police officer or something, right? Um, when he was under the Mirakuru thing, like they kind of absolved him from killing um, Sarah. Um, I mean, it even says here, I was very confused by this, but... Um, right here on the Wikipedia page, it says, Using a technique learned in Hong Kong, Oliver helps Roy to access his memories to realize that he did not kill Sarah. However, Roy discovers that he did kill a cop while under the effects of Mirakuru. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's where we end this particular episode. And I got to tell you, man, it's uh, 
I, I, boy, I didn't like that choice at all. Like, I think they were. Oh, it's your turn to rant. So yeah, for I mean, first, uh, it, it just. I'm mad because that would have been a good dynamic for everything. And they even teased it with the Laurel thing. Like, that's a really hard thing to struggle with. Like, your friend did something. and did something bad. But at the same time, he wasn't in control of his faculties or his body. Or, you know, like, where where do you draw the line of, like, forgiveness and hatred and wanting revenge? And, you know, boy, that sets up a lot of interesting angles for her character and a character who kind of desperately needs more interesting angles. Um, I think, you know, and I think it adds an interest, a bunch of interesting angles for the team and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, they kind of just wipe it away of like, Oh nope, it's not that at all. Uh, and, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly because I'm, I'm, I'm just really confused. Right. Cause they went through that scene with Felicity and Roy where she's basically like, you know what? Based off of what you're saying and the scientific evidence I have right here, they really do seem to match up really well. Um, and uh, but Oliver does a you know a candle meditation trick, and through that uh, and not science or evidence of any kind, it determines that uh, Roy must have just been thinking of something else, and he was just having bad dreams or something. I I just hated that. I thought that was I thought that was terrible. Um, I didn't, I didn't care for that at all. And on top of that, it also, uh, um, essentially, I think throws out the, uh, unless, unless they, uh, are, are, are swerving us in some fashion, uh, it throws out the, uh, the idea that Roy was being controlled, which, uh, which also I think was the only thing that was lending any sort of credence to focusing on Argus and, uh, Amanda Waller <laughs> in the flashbacks, which now truly feel pointless. Uh, to me, so I I don't know. Um, I I did like the story though with like the wildcat and uh, I mean I like that dynamic of like you know of uh, Oliver Queen kind of getting to look at this you know because at the end Roy does show up again to help them out and uh, Roy's essentially like you're gonna leave me hanging and Oliver's like no never um, you know, so I, I like that cause you know, I like that kind of storytelling that was good, but, um, man, outside of that though, just, just like the whole thing it was sort of predicated on, it felt like they really would have had something interesting there and they're not doing that. So, I mean, maybe if they've got something better up their sleeves, then, uh, I'm willing to tune in and watch, but, uh, boy, that to me, that just kind of, uh, stopped some of the momentum I felt like the show had. I, I don't know. What, what do you think about this episode? Ditto. I mean, everything that you just said is everything that I felt like with this episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, it still bothers me that Wildcat just—he doesn't seem as old as he like, as he as they're trying to make him sound. Like he just, he just doesn't look. I mean, he, he looks the same maybe, age as them. He seems like he's maybe thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just—I don't know. I just with the Wildcat stuff. I don't know, like, they really felt like a lot of... Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of things they could have delved in deeper to with all these characters, and they just cut it short in one episode. And, yeah, the Argus stuff is just... I, it just seems like a giant waste of time. Like, yeah. I just... I don't know. He's been on the island too long. we got to do something else with him for a little bit. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. But why? I mean, yeah, you can have him leave and do stuff, but, like, at least the ship on the island like pertain to things that episode now it's just like shit happens 
only to learn that you just need a candle and some kumbaya. <laughs> Maybe they 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 didn't even have to go back to the like they could have just not done flashbacks this season. Yeah, and gone back to the island again enough. Because now I feel like I feel like maybe they've got this idea in their head that we've this is the format of the show, and we've got to do flashbacks. So we're gonna have Oliver go back to the island, you know, in season four. But in season five, to expand it out a little bit more, he's gonna be like, you know, Thea, I forgot to tell you, but for an entire year I was back in Starling City and nobody had any clue. Let's flash back to that now. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like I was an undercover cop. Um, and your dad knows, but he never told you or anyone else. Or you know, I did I mean? a season of Undercover Boss, and no one knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would be worthy of a flashback. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking awesome. At least one flashback it would be worthy of. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't know, man. Uh, what, what do you what do you say for this uh, uh, for this episode? Because it seems like we're on the, pretty much the same page. What do you what do you give this episode? We'll see where like, we are on the score. Like a three, I guess. I mean, it wasn't like it. Just everything was just like it. It was just like being built up, and then just like uh, oh, okay. I mean, it just I don't, it was like uh, you same close. It was like you were coming close to finishing, but you couldn't quite get there. And now it just hurts and lingers. Right. I mean, it feels like they had the chance to do something a little edgy. And then they and played like, it eh. really yeah, they're like, let's get the sandpaper out and let's round. Let's let's uh, let's let's soften those edges a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like this would have been crazy over the top, but boy, I just feel like it would have added such an interesting dynamic to, and it would have made Roy interesting. Uh, Cause up until now he's kind of been a haphazard kind of useless sidekick for the most part. Um, and this really would have made him interesting. Oh, and, they uh, just have someone kill him with a crowbar. That'll make him interesting. And he'll come <laughs> back from the dead. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They can do a cross- you just described Jason Todd. So I just- and, well, it's CW. They could do a crossover with supernatural. Then it would all, it would all come together. <laughs> I mean, they they run final season. They oh, is this finally their final season? The tenth and final season. I've never watched it because um, look, I watch a lot of girly shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's a line I can't cross. I, I'll tell you what, it's it's actually a a really fun show. At least from what I've watched, I've I've been watching the show. Through, I'm I've only just started the third season, so I don't. You know, it's it's hard to tell where the show's gonna go when it's got when it's on season ten. I mean, that's so long to do a show, but I mean, and it's had some ups and downs, but for the most part, it's actually been a really fun show. I don't know. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed it actually, but eh, to each their own. It's like, I don't think I'm ever going to end up touching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I really, I feel like I need to watch it, but I have like, I, I struggle to like hit play on Netflix. Like I just like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. Uh, so you yeah. what you, you just, it honestly, it just it takes like three episodes to kind of be like, because it's just it's so different. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, you just you had you just had to bring up Buffy. <laughs> Buffy the podcast slayer coming soon to Cinema oh, Geek Premium. Um, all right, man, let's get a uh, wrap of the show. I'm I'm giving this sh- I'm giving this uh, episode a three as well because I'm a. Uh, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I I like the characters and stuff too much to give this show anything less than a three right now. Like it would have to like I even didn't like I didn't even dislike Corto Maltese as much as you did. Like this show's gonna have to like this show's gonna have to work really hard. Um, I mean, there is nothing more than I would like than like I don't think there's been an episode of Doctor Who this this year that I've given less than three and a half to. 
Like everything's been three and a half or, or above. And the last few episodes have all been well above three and a half. Um, and I wish this was a show like that, but it does have some ups and downs. Um, and this was just a, this was, this didn't feel like, um, like, oh, they did something terrible and the episode was b- bad as a result. It just felt like they had something great on their hands and they didn't do it. Uh, you know, maybe they turn it around and, um, you know, maybe it isn't the Mirakuru thing, but, you know, it's something else with Roy. Um, that, that doesn't seem likely now, um, you know, but it's also possible that they have something else up their sleeves for Sarah's death, and it's better than this. And if that's the case, awesome, and I will I will happily eat crow. But, uh, up, you know, just going on an episode-by-episode basis, yeah, this was this was disappointing a little bit, so... All right, we are going to wrap things up, but Glenn and I will be back next week talking The Flash Season 1, Episode 6, The Flash is Born, and Arrow Season 3, Episode 7, Draw Back Your Bow. 